3: Support WrestleTalk.
2: Give us a subscribe.
4: Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey,
2: it's professional wrestler Colt, Boom Boom,
4: Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan.
0: Matt Riddle, the King of Bros. Support
4: WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is... Raven.
3: Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis and I'm joined, as always, by my arch nemesis, Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a
0: hello to you, Oliver Davis, you big dick. How the devil are you?
3: Yeah, I'm doing good. I loved this episode of AEW. Oh, your AEW bias. Does it show no signs of slowing down? I'm going to ramp it up. What I've done is I've dipped the <laughs> NXT review and I'm going to double down on the AEW hype. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you did not catch this Monday's episode
0: of the uh, Wrestle Talk News and you're thinking to yourself, hey, there was no NXT podcast this week, particularly if you're like just an audio podcast person, which we mm. know there are some people out there. Um We're dropping the NXT review, uh, we're sad to say. Unfortunately, the the viewership slash listenership just was not there for it. We very much appreciate all the suggestions that have come in from people on how we can improve that uh, and how we can make it easier for ourselves by doing triple the amount of work. But unfortunately, it's just not something that we can actually feasibly do um, while we're sort of still within this lockdown phase. Very sorry about that. So as Ollie said, we're just going to ramp up
3: AEW even more because this was a great show. We're going to double down on it. And you know what You know what I love about this episode? And we're going to get into it very shortly uh, is how, you know, universally loved it can be. There's mm. no divisive segments here. Everyone, no, if you love wrestling, of course, you're going to love two guys singing. Why wouldn't you love uh, Two Heels doing
0: a Rat Pack cover, or as you quite brilliantly pointed out on Twitter, a Robbie Williams cover
3: of a yeah, cover? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's where I know it from. <laughs> that's a shoot, brother. I love it, that well, album.
0: And I, I mean, okay, well, we'll get into it maybe on the the show itself. Also, Snapsies on the Mug, mate. Yes, we were told by our merch man,
3: hey, you gotta g- g- go shill those mugs. So... Uh, I- I mean,
0: you say we were said. I wasn't told. I just always use this mug anyway.
3: It was on the merch
0: thread. Is I wasn't. Nice. I wasn't in the meeting. The... I wasn't in the meeting yesterday. It's the Discord
3: thread that everyone oh, can see. Oh, okay, I've not read that then. Anyway, let's get
0: into <laughs> the show itself because we're going to gush over this episode of AEW. Because guess gush. what? folks? Bloody brilliant! Featured the debut of the Cleaner, Phoenix versus Pentagon. Yeah, it was a great show, and here it is.
3: Cleaner Kenny Omega has finally come to all elite wrestling. After a year of emo Kenny walking around Tokyo with his backpack on looking really disinterested and bored we finally have what we've all been asking for from before Dynamite launched. I know we got the really good stuff with Hangman Page and Omega in the interim and we almost needed that to really want the return of the cleaner but you know it's, it's been a long time coming and we're, we're all happy for it. I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined as always by my mortal foe, Luke Warm, Luke Owen. Uh Please, if you haven't already, give us a subscribe, leave a comment, hit the thumbs up button because we have Helena in a Cell live reactions coming for you this Sunday with Luke Warm and Pete dressed up as Nikki Bella. So that'll be a lot of fun. Give us a subscribe for that. Also, this, or, or, you know, cards on the table i thought this was a five out of five show uh, <gasps> mostly mostly because of some really zany one zany funny segment which was the mjf chris jericho musical number and your rampant aw bias of course i can't do anything about that it's ingrained in my persona but that seems to have been like sort of cornet levels of divisive uh, a lot of people loved it a lot of people absolutely hated it um I understand we've we've had a, a, it's a lively chat on the live comments right now. I just must please ask you, do be respectful. Everyone's Mm -hmm. opinion matters. And let's just have a nice time. Hey, we're all wrestling
0: fans. We're all wrestling fans at the end of the day. And it's just really fun, isn't it? We all like being wrestling fans. We
3: all like having a chat about wrestling. So let's just all be mates. Um, so, our opening topic of Kenny Omega turning up as the cleaner. This was a second round, sorry, the first round match. So, a lot of this episode was based around the number one contenders tournament for full gear. The finals of which are going to be at full gear, of course, because is facing yeah. Eddie Kingston. But all of the first round happened on this show, which was just such a great way to frame the episode. All the matches felt like they meant something. They had stakes. Now, Kenny was originally meant to face Joey Janella. Joey Janella went and did a show at the weekend where the COVID precautions weren't that hot, and he wrestled someone who later tested positive. As a precaution, AEW pulled Joey Janela from this show, so Kenny goes and faces Sonny Kiss instead. And the match itself was over in seconds. Immediately, V-trigger, one-winged Angel. What I want to talk about is everything around that, which was oh, the yeah. entrance and the post-match.
0: Yeah, this was, this was this was a whole new character for, for Kenny Omega here. This, the, As you said at the top of this show, this is the debut, the proper debut of The Cleaner. We've seen, you know, he's been called The Cleaner on AEW's website for quite a few months now. They've been doing a lot of cleaner stuff on being the elite as well. But this was like the full Dynamite debut. This lad is now The Cleaner, Kenny Omega. He is back. And he's got this introduction where he's got dancing bikini girls Sweeping uh, with sweeping brushes, cleaning, if you will. And you've got Justin Roberts, sort of like, you know, he is a former IWGP champion. He is the current mega champion of AAA. He is uh, the 28, 2017 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Wrestler of the Year. And like all this down the other. He's broken the Dave Meltzer star rating system on multiple occasions. He holds the record for the best singles and wrestling match, uh, tag team wrestling matches in North America. All this sort of, and Kenny comes out, but he's not—he's doing the exact same entrance he did previously. To him, like nothing has really changed in himself. He came out, and then he shakes Sunny Kiss's hand, boom, V trigger, one-winged angel. Then after the ma- like, the look on his face—it's the, the one that's in the thumbnail—is just like a, of course it was, of course it was, of course <laughs> I was. do. What can you do? I'm the cleaner. And then he picks up Sunny Kiss afterwards, shakes his hand again, gives him a big hug to be like, Every- ladies and gentlemen. Sunday Kiss. What, what an amazing performer. Absolutely fantastic. Then just walks to the back. It was fan flipping, fantastic. I've been so into Kenny for the last year or so anyway, because I've been loving all the Hangman Page stuff. But I think we can all agree. He didn't even need the benefit of hindsight for this. The first few months of Kenny Omega and AEW were a little bit ropey because he was doing a character that I don't think, I think only he was into, which
3: is that. I'm rubbish now. Uh, you used to <laughs> you used to love me and I was brilliant, but I'm now crap. Do you think there's an argument to be made that this is actually the longest of long-term booking? And if you treat years like wrestling matches, maybe we just needed to be worked over for a year. So this is Kenny making the comeback. He gave himself the heat. He made <laughs> us want to see the return of the cleaner. Uh, I definitely think that was part of the longer term plan. Uh, I, But I like you, I, I agree. Those first three months were non-optimal in terms mm-hmm. of what Dynamite needed to really catch That's a exactly light uh, at the start. Yeah. But you're totally right. This was Kenny's character here. And since that Hangman Page split, when they lost the titles to FTR at All Out, he... In his mind, I think he's like, well, I'm done now. Like that part of my life is over with. There's nothing wrong with me. Everything's fine. I'm just doing what I need to do now. And that is the singles division. And he's he's a bit delusional in that respect. In his head, he's the baby face. He's yeah. done nothing wrong. He's totally within his rights to come out and sort of neg hangman page and absolutely brutalize Sonny Kiss here. Which, you know, you can't really fault the guy for he destroyed Sonny Kiss it was a tournament match which he won in seconds
0: yeah I I just thought it was it was such a fun little squash match anyway but it was perfectly placed to be a squash match you had four first round matches on this you can't have all of them go 20 minutes you needed one of them to go quick and this was the perfect match to pick to go quick i thought it was a fantastic presentation it was all about presenting this new character of kenny and i thought that he sold it brilliantly i thought the commentators sold it brilliantly justin roberts <laughs> played his part i just thought the the whole yeah the whole presentation of everything was just it was stellar is what i would call it it was debonair
3: you might say that
0: I, I i was going to say that but i'm, I'm not
3: 100 sure i know what that word means so i uh, i opted not to use it So after the match, Kenny hugs Sonny Kiss, Cody Rhodes style. That's like, I I got this as a shot, kayfabe shot at (laughs) at Cody Rhodes' character. Whereas Cody does these 20-minute matches, really gets the guy over in defeat. And then he holds their hand at the end, hugs them. What a match we've just gone through. What an effort that's bound us together for our wrestling careers moving forward. Kenny does that. But Sonny's like, what are you doing? Ouch! Yeah. My head. <laughs> He's got one-winged <laughs> angel uh but Kenny's sort of oblivious to all of this. So I've seen a few people being like, "Oh, is Kenny just like straight-up babyface?" I d- d- maybe that's the case. I I definitely I think I'm almost certain that this is healed Kenny, and over the course of a few weeks, we'll see this more narcissistic side come out of him and and overcome those more sportsman-like traits.
0: Well, I think we're certainly going to see something next week because he's facing Ray Phoenix, who also uh, went through on this tournament, uh, beating Penta L0. So I don't think that Kenny Omega is going to beat Ray Phoenix in as quick a fashion as he did Sonny Kiss. But maybe Kenny is going to walk into that match thinking that he is going to beat uh, Ray Phoenix in that quicker fashion. So, I, yeah, I'm really Really interested to see him, really intrigued to see how the cleaner is going to react next week when he's in the ring with much stiffer competition in the form
3: of Phoenix. Yeah, well, Phoenix got injured quite brutally on this show, so we don't know how well Phoenix will be going into next week. We'll talk about that later. One last thing before we get into your su- 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 super chats is... One part of the entrance is, of course, these bikini-clad models doing a dance, sweeping the broom for the entrance. Now, a lot of people, and you know, were very uncomfortable with WWE doing that with Raw Underground, where it was just like, "Look at these sexy dancers." <laughs> uh, and you know, the AEW have a history of using bikini-clad women uh, on the Fighter Fest shows, for instance, where they're, they're sort of part of the set. Uh, it is, it is. Um, sort of exploitative and objectification for sure. But I, this sits far better with me than how WWE did it.
0: And perhaps this is this could be why. At least this is certainly why I why the two things didn't sit uh, didn't sit the same with me. Kenny's dancers are not there to make Kenny look cool. You're supposed to look at them and be like, that's a bit weird. That's a proper delusional heel thing that he's done. He's hired these dancers. Whereas in Raw Underground, it was to be like, guys. Look how sexy these dancers are. Isn't this the cool place to be? Don't you want to be here? Do you want them to lap darts for you? Like, that's that's the vibe of Raw Underground. Whereas with Kenny, it was just like, he's completely off the deep ends now. And he has fallen so far, there's no turning back for him. So that's, I think that's why it worked. I didn't see it as the same way. And it was the same, we you know, the dancers during the, the Jericho MJF segment. It's they are dancers because we're doing a Rat Pack thing.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. It's so tongue-in-cheek, I don't think you can. Yeah.
4: Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all in June.
4: Do you like board games? Then you'll love Phenomenerds, a channel all about the best board games your money can buy. Do you not like board games? Then you'll love Phenomenerds, a channel all about why you're fu- Wrong! If the only game you've played is Monopoly, a bad game with your family, a bad family, we're here to show you all the good times you and your friends are missing out on. We'll teach you the different types of board games out there, great ones to start your collection, how to host gaming nights, how to teach your friends rules, we'll have deep dives into classic games, crazy stories from board gaming history, drunk board gaming, and so much more. At Phenomenert, we consider it our sacred duty to get you you into the greatest hobby in the world, no matter what level you currently are. So subscribe to Phenomenerds now and get on board
3: so thank you also to our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon who donate $25 a month or more, which means you get a cheap pop. Give me some cheap pops in the comments. I want those emoji hands going for the Pharaoh, Stephen Mazzaferro. Woo! Emoji oh, oh, oh. hands! You may have to do the
0: next one because I don't
3: have them up Manipulating yet. Manipulating Manny Omaria. Thank you very oh, much. Ah, right. uh, Arian Shafira. The Boozerweights. Yes, the booze booze Yes. Vienes El Decimotera Cero. Jason Juetes. Thank you. Ooh, Cheap yes. Keep going. The D. John Mustard. Yes. Thank you. Nice. The Butter me up, Sora Nord. But, yes. Uh,
2: the Why Daniel McTeague. The
3: success. Thank you. Jonathan, the headmaster, headman, Cheap yes. it, folks. I love the smell of coffee in the morning. Napalm espresso. I'm going to take oh. it all the way home. Probably better than Kyle Philip O'Reilly. You're yeah, probably not, but I love you anyway. And the humble egoist. Danny Average. Cheap pop oh. those people. And also, big cheap pops to our moderation team who are keeping you lovely chat in order. Remember, be lovely. Let's get in with your super chats. Get them all in because we will answer every single one of them before the end of the show. So let's find uh, Kenny's stuff. It's mixed in with the Jericho MJF. Uh, (laughs) Charlie Davis. Kenny murdered Sonny, snapped at the ref to raise his hand after having a deadpan stare forward and then gave such an insincere hug. I was chilled. Yeah, really, really was. Um, I I thought it was great. Really, really amazing. Uh, Paul Kerr says, "Why is nobody talking about how good Kingston was on commentary, musical number, and Kenny top-notch? Four out of four point five out of five episode for me." Oh, Paul, you're AEW bias, mate.
0: Um, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about how great Kenny was as great uh, Kingston was when we get to it. But like, I think I said as much as I can do last week about how much I love Eddie Kingston in AEW. But holy heckins, he turned it up again this week. Dude is. Incredible. And I want him to win the title. I, I'm <laughs> so into him. I want
3: him to he's not going to, but I want him to win the title. Uh pre Sharma. Did you guys notice that Kenny is facing tag team wrestlers in the tournament and hangman is facing the singles wrestlers? That cannot
0: be an accident. That has to be on purpose, right? That's what an excellent spot. I didn't, I honestly didn't spot that, but that's absolutely brilliant. Because his whole thing is that this tournament features a lot of great single stars and tag team
3: wrestler Hangman Page. Holy moly. That's uh, (laughs) bloody hell. Well, my my hat's off to you, AEW. I know you're watching. The show opened on Jungle Boy versus Wardlow, which was just all of these matches had that they were just thrown together in terms of their tournament matches. They're random in that respect. There's not much storyline behind them. But AEW do such a good job over time of weaving feuds throughout the year that Jungle Boy versus Wardlow has loads of context to work off. This is Jungle Boy versus MJF via a proxy, which has been this long-running feud since AEW started. Uh, The match itself, really, was Wardlow dominating Jungle Boy for eight minutes, Jungle Boy getting a bit of a comeback uh, for a couple of minutes, but Wardlow ultimately destroying him with two F10s. Yeah, this was, like, you know, opening of the match
0: hey, Jungle Boy's too quick, but Wardlow's too strong. Then Wardlow shut all that down by powerbombing him into the ring post on the outside. I was like, right, now it's time to kill you, little man. <laughs> so he just did that for a long time. I loved uh, Jungle Boy's, the reversal of the mid-rope uh, powerbomb into the Hurricane runner to mm. make his comeback. He's wicked as Jungle Boy. But like we haven't seen a lot of Wardlow on Dynamite at the very least. He's probably had about a 1,000 matches on Dark. But we haven't seen a lot of him on Dynamite. But he is great, man. And the F10s, the ring was brilliant. The F10 uh, in the ring was also great. And, and a big big win for Wardlow to advance.
3: Big, big fan of this. Yeah, big win for Wardlow. Like you said, he's used very sparingly. You know, just mm-hmm. a couple of matches in his whole TV run. And he's, he's all the better for it. What a way to showcase him. Um, feels like a, a genuine big deal when he wrestles. Jungle Boy, I was surprised he lost. You know, if I looked at these two, I thought Jungle Boy would advance potentially, uh, set up a a Jungle Boy Hangman Page match. But I, yeah, and how much Wardlow dominated. I don't think it buries or or affects Jungle Boy in the slightest. They've done such a good job booking him that he can just sort of pick up loads of losses and not massively be affected by them, Um, Mm -hmm. which is astounding. I, You know, on paper, I would say, oh, you probably want to avoid... Beaten him so much But it's working for, For me at least And yeah Wardlow looks Even more dominant yeah, no, no, no. I thought it was really, really good, really, really great.
0: And then we had a string of fabulous promos because you had Eddie Kingston. Uh, they showed like highlights of his promo at the end of last week's Dynamite when the show went off the end. He cuts this fantastic promo on Moxley in the ring. You know, with this proper like, open your eyes, look at me, look at me when you when I'm talking to you. And then you have Moxley cutting this promo about how. He's just like, he wants this match and he needs this match and he needs to shut down Eddie Kingston. When you quit, you've got no one else to blame uh, but yourself. Such such a great promo. Then Kingston's promo, the rebuttal promo he had later from the showers, um, (laughs) was just, he had so many quality lines in there. My favorite being, you're going to have to go to a really dark place
3: and I live in that dark place. Oh, mate. Great stuff how do you out Moxley Moxley? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he's doing it. You know, Moxley, you look at Moxley, you think, oh, he's like, he's he's the disturbed one. He's the great promo guy. Enter Eddie Kingston,
2: just yeah, right? knocking it out
3: the park with this stuff. Yeah, as you mentioned there, uh, Eddie Kingston cut most of this from his shower <sighs> while being showered on by the shower and looking intense. It's your sort of classic soap opera style action film trope yeah i've seen a few people be sniffy about it because you know if you if you just step away from a bit and look at it how did the cameraman get in there what an awkward way to like cut your promo while being water funneling down onto your face i i didn't mind it i thought i thought it added to the the atmosphere it is yeah it is a silly trope uh but james bond does it james bond yeah happily has clothed showers i, I thought it worked and <laughs> The great thing here, I always find myself empathising with the bad guys in their sort of explanation promos. I just find them more, in general, more intriguing characters. So Mox, when Moxley cut his rebuttal promo to the Kingston promo from last week, and he managed to win me over to his side by saying, you know, I did, he didn't sell out. It was, It was just Kingston blaming himself for all of his own failures. And now you won't be able to avoid that anymore. You won't be able to blame anyone else when I make you say these words, I quit. It's like, oh my God. That is, and I, I'm not having a slight at any other I quit matches that are coming up soon. It's but for this one, I just that is a perfect reason and character motivation to want an I quit. It's just yeah. just
0: superb. Yeah, we've got two I Quit matches coming up in the next few weeks, you know, from both companies. And I think both of them have actually done the best job in like getting an I Quit match over in probably quite some while as well of being like, here is a reason why we are having this stipulation. This this stipulation makes sense for the storyline we're telling. I also really appreciate AEW going out of their way to say, look, Moxley has beaten everyone that's in the top five. And he has demanded to Tony Khan that he has this match at full gear. So the ranking system still matters wins and losses still matter, and there's a storyline reason, a character reason why we're getting this match at full gear outside of those wins and losses and the ranking system. I, I appreciate going to that that length as opposed to you could have just ignored it like they have done with the tag team stuff, which we'll get to in a bit. So I appreciate them going out of their way to make this make sense.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, after that, we got the Omega-Sunny Kiss match that we've already uh, talked about. Orange Cassidy got a low-effort promo with Tony Schiavone backstage. Schiavone just got annoyed that Cassidy wasn't really interested and walked off. Clip of Dasher interviewing Cody and Arne earlier in the day when Cody and Arne pulled up in a limo. When Arn gets out of the limo wearing his AEW t-shirt, tucked into his trousers, and he just goes, hey, Dasher, hey, nice in like the you. most genuine way. <laughs> I <was laughs> like, I want Arn Anderson as my uncle. I want him oh, to yeah. come round to family barbecues. Socially distanced, of course. Yeah, I mean,
0: hey, look, Tully Blanchard may be able to create tag team champions. He may be able to still do spike pile drivers at his age, but he doesn't look as friendly as Arn Anderson at a barbecue. So I, I think I'd rather have Arn at this point. Tully's not going to dress up as Santa Claus
3: at oh, Christmas. No. That no. would be scary. So he'll give um, you the coal miner's glove and just on his <laughs> <laughs> <Arnie's so> fuzzy <laughs> with his little clipboard or oh, your little. <laughs> <laughs> um. So making sure all the cooking is running on time <laughs> with his little clipboard of notes. <laughs> <laughs> so Dasha Dasha spoke to Cody about the lumberjack match. Uh, is the stipulation for the TNT title rematch with Orange Cassidy next week. The reason being it's to keep out the Dark Order from interfering because there was that spot uh, last week. But then the Dark Order seemed to be part of the Lumberjacks going by the match graphic.
0: Well, which- yeah, and then the other Lumberjacks are just there to to keep out the Dark Order who are also Lumberjacks. Oh,
3: if, if that I think- was the reason, I would have made them all non-Dark Order Lumberjacks <laughs> yes, to keep yeah, out the Dark exactly. Order, but it's by the by i guess hey do you know what man hindsight is 2020 sometimes you know
0: the dark order is being like next week they'll be like ah do you know what we probably just shouldn't have put them at
3: ringside (laughs) god damn it of course that interfere uh so another thing Dasha brought up was cody's weight game like damn Dasha. Well, they were putting that over so much last mm-hmm. week, weren't they? About how much like muscle mass
0: he has gained because he's now trying to make himself a, a proper heavyweight in the land of the junior heavyweights that AEW is. He wants to stand tall. He doesn't want to be known as a giant killer. He wants to be a giant.
3: Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how that translates into his style. Uh, then we got the Eddie Kingston promo that we spoke about earlier. He also talked up his family, which, I you know, that you've got Kingston in the in the main event title picture. But his fingerprints are across the entire show now. You've got Pentagon and Phoenix in the match that came up next, which Eddie Kingston came out to be on commentary for. So he's like there for that. Those are his guys. You've got Butcher and Blade and The Bunny in the main event tag match, uh, who he reunited on Dark the previous night. So it's just like he's, he's such a force right now. Yeah.
0: I mean, everyone in AEW is in a faction. So mm. It just And I I think when you've got so many people within your faction, you can sort of spread yourself out. And that's what I kind of like about it. It keeps everyone kind of in the mix for everything. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so into Kingston at the moment. As I said, I want him to win. I don't think he will, but I want him to win at full gear.
3: Mm. Uh, So let's talk about this Pentagon versus Phoenix match. Uh, It should have been Pentagon, but if it's not Pentagon... I will take a Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix won this match, which I was surprised by because I thought, you know, the money is in a Pentagon-Kenny rematch, but why give that away on TV? That's something you can build to later. And the the story they told in this wrestling match through their physicality, through the spots, although one of them did go awry that we'll get into, was just perfect for the way they wanted to do the finish. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Just on the, the Kingston on
0: commentary, he proper got riled up at Jim Ross when Jim Ross asked, him, you know, if he was prepared to quit uh at full gear. And he said, uh, hey, I don't quit. Look at me. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I don't quit. When I was a teenager, I got hit in the back with a baseball bat. Do you know what I did? I got up and I stabbed the guy in the face. Like it was just... <laughs> It's, like good, yeah. you, it's good, like good enough for you, JR. It's good enough for you, Jim. But yeah, this was just like my first note for this match is just amazing, amazing wrestling. They have a chopping
3: contest. Sweet Jesus, Penta's Chops. They
0: were so loud, man.
3: Yeah, it's just so I'll just quickly run through this because there's so many spots. You've got to go and watch it. It's it's. I don't know if it's one of the best matches of the year because it did have the botch in, but just personally, I love these two guys. I love the story they told. I just loved everything about this, so it's, it's kind of one of my favorite matches of the year, like top twenty, I guess. Mm. Um, and it's that they shake hands at the start after you know maybe not shaking hands, so there's that that tone of respect right from the get go. This would have been amazing with a crowd. Pentagon can control them with his fingers, but unfortunately, you know. Pandemic, uh, but yeah, it just started off as quite a cautious wrestling reversal, roll ups. Then they get into those chops that Luke talked about, super stiff chops from uh, from Penta. Then it just goes spills out to the outside. It starts to get a bit more lucha, a bit more violent, and then unfortunately, it seems like it, it seemed like Ray Phoenix hit his head as he came down off the top rope with a Hurricane Rana, and the referee checked on him and everyone was kind of working it like he was injured. I thought it was part of the story because Mm -hmm. they started putting over on commentary. Penter is now more concerned about his brother's health than the title shot. I was like, Oh, what what an amazing thing. Uh, But then Phoenix fires up at the end, reverses a, well, he he hits a Canadian destroyer to win um, and seems fine. But no, apparently he was actually injured which is amazing
0: that he i mean yeah he definitely took a knock and he was clearly quite shaken up and then but when he actually started making his big comeback and he hits that like afterwards after that hits a top rope spanish fly takes this amazing like pop-up power bomb from uh pentagon who i think flipped him about 18 times Mm -hmm. before actually slamming him down into the mat and then the finish was all about, like, because Penta as the arm breaker, and he's setting uh, Phoenix up what looks like he's going to do, you know, some um, sling blades or something along those lines. He's setting him up. And out of nowhere, Phoenix hits this tilt-a-world Canadian destroyer. Like, I honestly, physics be buggered. I have no idea how the hell he managed to do this. It looked incredible, and he picked up the win. Just incredible scenes and if he did that while being you know sort of a bit you know knocked a bit man guy the kid's incredible absolutely amazing
3: yeah adrenaline's an amazing thing so he seemed fine by the end of the match you know there was no beef there was no tease of a breakup this was all family within the family it's fine Uh, Phoenix will advance but you know no one knows how he's doing today or tomorrow that's it yeah Uh, I hope he's okay because man Phoenix and Omega next week Cannot wait for it. Uh, then yeah. we got a video package about the best friends and Rusev and Kipsabian feud. Eh, 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 eh. Then we got our final first round match of the evening Colt Cabana versus Hangman Page, but not before John Silver, Hi Ho, Chopper Pete cut an amazing program.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to echo what Meltzer has been saying for the last few weeks. If there were like huge crowds, if AEW still had their big crowds because, you know, without the pandemic and everything, John Silver would be one of the most over people on the entire roster because he is absolutely fabulous in this role of Mr. Brody Lee's lead cheerleader. And but but certainly is definitely not Mr. Brody Lee's favorite member of the Dark Order. But like, you know, he starts, Cabana is talking about how, hey, you know, I'm with my friends, of because he's not part of the group. He's just hanging out with his friends, who happen to be part of a cult. Um, <laughs> and he... <laughs> And he's like, you know, I'm hanging out with my friends. My friends, the Dark Order. Maybe I'll have, you know, I'll represent the Dark Order. And Johnson was like, "We are not my friend. I don't even like you. Do you know who I do like? Brody Lee. I think Brody Lee is great. And you're gonna win the World Titles. We're gonna win the Tag Titles. Brody's gonna win the TNT Title, and then we're all gonna love Mister Brody Lee. Brody, 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 as he's
3: walking away. And I've just written here. Wow, Pete is hilarious. <laughs> What I love about him, not just that he can go in the ring as well. He is so fun to watch wrestle. Yeah, he is. There's What what is the word I'm looking for? Because he always seems to be on the verge of corpsing. You can see it in his eyes. You can see it in you no, know, he's not he's not talking seriously to the camera. He's just about to laugh. He's just about holding it together with every word he says. You can see this in being the elite as well. He is like when Brody shouts at him, you can see you can see like the, the lip quivering because he can't keep a straight face.
2: And, and usually and I, would... I
3: was going to say, and like and you and
0: I are people who know how to keep a straight face if, oh. uh, if you're doing a comedy
3: segment. I mean we, we don't them.
0: tend to do comedy segments here, but if we do comedy segments. We
3: would never break character, and Silver. Silver is when someone breaks in what should kind of be a serious faction. You know, the Dark Order for me are meant to be a serious faction, uh, but actually, I'm starting to realise Brody Lee is serious, and it's a comedy act. Which I I don't know if that can actually be resolved. It's weird. Uh, I, I, I say don- five and ten. Uh...
0: Five mm-hmm. and ten, because they're like the big guys. I think they're treated seriously. But Reynolds and Silver are certainly comedy aspect. You know, it's Colt Cabana, and his, Colt Cabana is like, you know, king of comedy wrestling. I just think Anna Jay is taken seriously as well. So it's kind mm. of like this, yeah, it's, it's this sort of amalgamation. I, I get what you mean, though, about do the two
3: worlds really, you know, do they work together? Yeah. But I John Silver, he, he just he doesn't feel genuine because everything seems... But I'm I'm not saying this is a slight. I'm saying weirdly this works for him because it's like he's doing an exaggerated over-the-top performance to pop his friends. Yeah, There's something really wholesome about that. It's kind of... I I get Kurt Angle vibes from his over-commitment to comedy. 100% such a great
0: shout, yeah. Like, you know, I don't think he'll... He'll probably never be at that same level as Kurt Angle in terms of, you know, longevity and stuff. But, uh, man... I think the kid is absolutely... He's so funny. And then I cannot... I wanted them to win the main event. I was actually really disappointed
3: that they didn't win in the main event. It's pretty predictable, though. and it, you, That's that's on you for getting your hopes up. <laughs> so then we got the final first round match, which was Colt Cabana versus Hangman Page. Um, I guess, like, on paper, maybe the weakest of the bunch. i take Just so. because they, they haven't had this either, like, personal beef or... I guess Omega versus Janela was weaker, but that was over very quickly. Um, But man, they had a really, really good back and forth bout. I really, really like the Clash of Styles, which is essentially Hangman Page. I'm going to hit you hard with my fists and boots. And then Cabana going, well, I'm going to tangle you up in this really complex, contrived pinning combination. I I love watching Cabana wrestle when he does that. Like the Superman pin is so good and things like that. Uh, and it, it gelled so well. And usually when Cabana does all the escapology, it's after a while, it can be a bit like, oh, okay, so you, you're a smart ass. But here he had this lovely element of desperation to him because he really wanted to get advance in this title tournament, made the title feel super important, made the tournament feel very worthy. So he he pushes Hangman Page off the top turnbuckle. Page takes a flip bump onto the apron. Ouch. And then Cabana like desperately hurls himself off the apron and does a splash, but ultimately uh, faked out Buckshot Lariat and then wins, uh, Page wins.
0: I really enjoyed the f- the finishing sequence of them, like the constant reversals of the buckshot lariat. Because you know, Paige is smart. Page knew that it was coming, and was doing everything that he could to avoid it. Whether that's going into the ropes, that's by Hangman. Whether it was the the, the faking the the duck was the one that I really appreciated at the mm. end. Hangman saw it coming, so he ducked. But because Paige had been revert, I'd had, had the move reversed like three or four times by this point, faked him out. And then hit it on him. I thought it was a really, really cool finishing sequence. Very, I really, really enjoyed the match. But as you say, like of the four, you could probably say it was the weakest one because you got the big. Yeah, it had the in-ring action, but you know, like the it was sorry, it didn't have the in-ring action, but the presentation of the cleaner and like sort of that debut mm. kind of like sort of put that in an upper echelon. But like you can't say it was a bad match. It was absolutely fabulous.
3: Oh no, what what I meant was on paper it didn't. It wasn't the strongest, but by the yeah. end I, I really, really liked it. I really liked this match. Uh, and then d- the Dark Order came out to help Cabana to the back. Commentary getting over how this isn't in the typical evil Dark Order things. They're being nice. Uh, Sammy Guevara burnt a picture of Matt Hardy. They're going to have an elite deletion match. That suggests to me it's going to be a pre shaped match, right? It's going to be done at the Hardy compound. Oh, God, I hope so. And everything will <laughs> be super safe and shot around the bumps. Uh, Team Taz cut a, a really good promo about Will Hobbs not getting back to them yet. And then Ricky Starks said he should be having the TNT title match at Full Gear instead of Darby Allen, keeping that feud going.
0: Yeah, really enjoyed this. Love Taz's sort of rationalization as to why Darby is getting this match and, and Ricky Starks isn't, you know, because he was really pissed off at Tony Khan. The Khan booked Darby Allen into this match. So Tony Khan called him into his office and was like, look, Darby beat. Ricky Starks a couple of weeks ago on, on Dynamite. And so then Taz has got this rebuttal. It's like, mm. oh, wait, so the previous nine matches don't count in this. like, I, I, I think it keeps it very, very hot and just keeps that plate spinning for, perhaps, if Derby does win the
3: TNT title at full gear. I wouldn't object to them making it a three-way. Uh, mm. I don't know. It could be cool. But after that, we got the Debonair Dinner. La Dinner Debonair. Which was the steak dinner that Chris Jericho invited MJF out to last week? Out to it was definitely somewhere backstage in the uh, Jaguar Stadium and the Jaguar it, Stadium, eh? Jaguar. I <laughs> have hey, said debonair. It just it, it's it's, put, it's set a tone. Jaguar, and they it starts off with MJF and Jericho like sort of budding heads that there's some conflict there and really this is mjf's chance to convince jericho to let him into the inner circle but mjf's being rude to the waitress he's ignoring what jericho's saying then they get into a sort of order contest over but mjf's order was steak well done with a Mm. jacket boiled potato Obviously, like a hideous meal and then jericho was like well I want the exact same thing. It goes through the whole order and make it medium well done. And they just like go all the way to the bottom until Jericho ends up ordering blue, which is uncooked mints, usually with a yeah. raw egg on top. It is, it's quite tasty actually. Um, but the. That's a, di- that's a different meal. That steak, that's tartare. Uh, steak tartare. You're right. Yeah. So blue yeah. is just
0: completely it's just, uncooked. Take, take it out of the packet. My, yeah. uh, my old singer's um, uh, girlfriend, actually, that's how she has her steak. When she when they were like having steak at home, she would just cook his steak for uh 15 seconds on each side and put it on a plate, and she would just take hers out of the packet, plop it down.
3: Whoa, that is bold. Um, yeah. but they, they they then like that they're they're having an argument and then they both bond over trashing Orange Cassidy. They say Orange Cassidy's name at the same time. And then what follows is a dance musical singing number. The whole song. Of the Rat Pack classic Me and My Shadow, which I love because I'm an idiot and I actually know it from Robbie Williams (laughs) Swing When You're Winning Rat Pack album set of covers and it's my favourite song off that album. I played that track to death as a kid and they do the whole bit, even the reprise because there's a bit where the the song stops and then in Rat Pack style they're very conversational. Sammy's like should we do it again? And Frank's like yeah! And they do the last (laughs) The last chorus again. And then they just sit down at the end of this spectacular bizarre sequence to studio applause, no less, coming from I don't know where they sit down, and this is a brilliantly structured comedic segment. It had a punchline that you forgot about. They sit down, and there are their uncooked raw steaks. And now they're just like, well, we can't this is eat horrible. this. This is, this is disgusting. <laughs> we have to send this back. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. One of my favourite wrestling segments of all time. I know it's divisive. Fair play to you if you don't like it, because a lot of people watch wrestling for realism, for sports-based stuff. But you've got to understand, some people also like zany stuff. Orange Cassidy is a thing. And for me, this is so within my comedic tastes. I love musical comedy. I love big band, stupid style stuff. This, for me, was the perfect execution of my favourite kind of thing. The reason why this worked as well—it's who did it. Mm-hmm.
0: If Cody and um, Lance Archer had done this, does not work. It's not within their characters to do this. If Moxley and Kingston had done this, you'd have been like, "What the hell is this company doing with these characters?" Absol- this makes no sense. It's complete. It, it completely buries their characters. But it's Mo- but it's it's Jericho and it's MJF, two goofy heels who have been doing goofy comedy for the last, you know, pretty much since all out really. And Jericho has been doing it sort of like even pre all out. So when they sat down for this meal and my first note was like in this very clearly fake restaurant, they're obviously just backstage at the Jaguars stadium, but that's the point because it wasn't a real, a a real restaurant because they just, it was a curtain that they pulled back and there were dancers and they did the whole song. And I was like, how did I, this is, genius it's something that's going to get people talking One hundred percent. it is also going to be very divisive like so so divisive you know like the cult of cornet is going to have a meltdown you know over this sort of segment because it kills the integrity of wrestling etc 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 for me personally i i thought it was really really funny i thought that mjf showing up jericho like actually how to sing mate you with you, your crap band this is how you sing your div and uh, I'm, I'm kidding obviously and I, I just thought the segment was so, so great. Their comedic timing throughout this entire sort of feud, if you can call it that, has been great. And this was like the culmination of how good it can be. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was fabulous. Loved it. Yeah,
3: loved it too. Uh, I got. I, I didn't say always sunny in Philadelphia vibes at the start of the dinner as well, um, which is very high praise. I did, a lot of people didn't like this. And oh yeah. again, that's that's fully your right to not like it. I, Completely. I agree with your reasons for not liking it. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I loved it. What can I say? Um, After that, we got Britt Baker versus Ka- Kaylin King. That's her name. Isn't Island, it? Yeah, Kay- yeah, Kaylin King. Kaylin King. And it was Britt Baker looked good. She made King tap in the lockjaw. Uh, she looked really vicious, actually. But ultimately... It's the throwaway women's division segment. As I would said, you know, like that dinner debonair
0: segment did such a better job of getting MJF and Jericho over than this squash match did for, for Britt Baker. Sorry for the uh, fire ambulances, fire ambulance. That's what they're called. Fire ambulances uh, going past my house. Um, but yeah, like, you know, Baker looked great. She wrestled this really great vicious style. She looked awesome in the win, but it's going nowhere. It's, mm. And it's going nowhere fast. So it's hard to get really invested in it because it's going nowhere. Um, Just on a point as well, actually, from last week's chat, you remember we were talking about how sort of AEW haven't done anything with this Thunder Rosa um, and Hikaru Shida feud. And people have said like, oh, it's because Rosa had to go back to to Mexicali. She's got her own promotion and stuff. Denise told me on last week's magazine podcast when she interviewed Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa just said, I'm just sat by the phone waiting for AEW to call like that's all it is is that AEW don't have a plan for it so yeah. it's not a case of her being stuck somewhere they haven't called her to go in and do a follow-up to the uh for you know to set up uh, future matches so i don't know if they're actually setting up uh shida Baker, shida um thunder rosa 2 for full
3: gear don't know and and you had the nyla rose stare down of shida as well in the crowd it's just not nothing happens nothing happens in this women's division uh they got the Sammy versus Matt uh, elite deletion match announcement. Darby Allen was with Stevo from Jackass and he threw himself off the top of a half pipe while in a body bag, but not threw himself off, rolled down, which still looks like it sucks. Um, I thought this was a bit lame. Oh, I mean. I'm a jackass kid,
0: man. I'm a jackass kid. Like, I I I I got a massive kick out of Stevo. Like I, I, what can I say? Like, and then, I mean, I didn't laugh, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I do love Steve-O, though, and I do love jackass. So I don't think I hated this. It's not.
3: It, it didn't get him over or anything, but hey, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I thought I I thought it was a bit stupid. (laughs) This is from the guy who just loved the dance segment, the musical number. And the main event was the tag team at number one contenders match four way between the Young Bucks, Dark Order, Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. FTR on commentary. Uh, It was very predictable. The Young Bucks were were always going to win. We knew this from when they announced the match last week. They did their best to tell a story of suspense where everyone else nearly got a pin, but the Bucks would just break up the pin in time. Everyone got a chance to run wild. John Silver, in particular uh, hit a running wild Cesaro style hot tag, beating up everyone, uh, which I think started in the commercial break. Unfortunately, uh, Alex Reynolds got legit. I think, was knocked after, out. I think it was actually after the commercial break. Alex Reynolds, unfortunately legit yeah. got knocked out. Uh, this is reported by Brian Alvarez. Uh, quite scary he was out apparently i haven't watched it back but for a full minute and just no one noticed he was lying in the ring and no one did anything it was only like a few minutes after so that's it's pretty dangerous actually to not have samson check on him i you know i'm sure samson is very qualified but there's been a couple of clangers in the last month and or so, especially with the matt hardy thing as well oh yeah 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 got a It's starting to make me call into question AEW's medical judgement But ultimately, Bucks win It's quite, you know, obvious Uh, FTR come down to stare them down Tully Blanchard hits them both with chairs And hits the spike pile driver And they pilmanize Matt Jackson's leg There's your full gear match I... Do you know
0: what? I I know you you keep saying it was predictable That the Young Bucks were winning but because the segment last week was so rubbish and so stupid, I did think to myself, there's no way they're going to do FTR yeah. versus the Young Bucks on pay-per-view and this is the setup for it. There's, there's no way that, that this is how they're going to get there. Turns out it is. Well, unless, of course, they're going to do the pilmanizing thing to kind of write the team off of TV. Um, so then you have a, another tag team go into their place to delay the match even further, which I would be all for beating Mm. dubs i feel that this post-match angle was course correction i think that AEW have shown that they do listen to fan feedback they certainly listen to critical feedback particularly from the likes of you know not people like you and i but people whose opinions actually matter um i think they they do listen to those sorts of critical thinking who have said the build to FTR versus Young Bucks is being messy because they're both playing heels at the moment. And all of the fire that was in that feud has completely burned out because they are now both heels and the, and the fans seem less invested in them than they were four weeks before, before this, before, you know, it was, we went into uh, all out too. So I'd like to think perhaps this is just me misreading things, that this is a bit of course correction. This is to kind of turn the Bucks back babyface. Because you do a pilmonizing angle where you know now they've got to come back from injury, they might be at a disadvantage when they get into the match itself. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but I felt this was a little bit of course correction.
3: Potentially, I hope so. It's just a, I'm into the match. It's going to be a great match, but oh yeah, yeah. it's just the 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 story has been not meeting the expectations. Very high expectations, but you know, AW. EW- Aew often often do meet those overall though um sometimes my criteria is you need three standout moments and i got those with phoenix pentagon the cleaner and the debonair segment it's a five out of five show for me i loved it absolutely loved it for just the bit of sake of balance i'm
0: gonna say it was a four out of five show um but uh <laughs> yeah dude like so great what a great what a, another great episode of dynamite tempest put up on twitter uh, something that i completely agree with actually which is like how is it dynamite can consistently put out a show that every week i'm like well that was the best episode of dynamite i've ever seen <laughs> like they just seem to do it every single week i thought there was as another fantastic show absolutely loved
1: it
3: Let's do all of our Super Chats. Get your Super Chats in now, um, because we will stop being able to get to them. This is like last call, ding, ding, ding. Uh, Chris Petrou, on Tony Schiavone's Dynamite post show last night, a producer said that both Jericho and MJF recorded their voices for the segment. Impressive. we would hope Jericho would record Is He's a bloody singer. Yeah, I was talking to Andy this morning. Andy was like, no way that's MJF's uh, voice. I was like, I don't know, it could be. <laughs> Well, and Andy is the greatest singer on the planet, so I mean he would know. Tyler Wright rewatched the dinner five times now and can't stop laughing. Instant classic. Can't wait to hear what Cornette thinks. Laughing my ass off. Phoenix Butch scared me, but I agree with five star show. Jam that jam, boys. Jam that jam. Uh, yeah, I've I've sent this clip to a lot of non wrestling fan friends. Uh, that's mm. how good it is. Valab Mamadipudi, to those who might even bother to question as to why MJF and Jericho broke into a musical number, why let reality get in the way of a good story? Guys,
0: this, this segment was set up by Jericho challenging him to a steak dinner.
3: Like, a, a, if you're going to go into this being be like, well, that'll be a serious segment. I, I don't know what this will <laughs> <is. laughs> Mr. M.A. Campbell, that dinner segment was fantastic, and damn, MJF has a brilliant singing voice. That so it does. Zachary Jenkins, MJF and Jericho should win a Grammy for Best Musical Preference, but I think you mean performance. <laughs> Let's get the nomination train going. Peter Mullins. Also, MJF has got some pipes on him. Boy, can sing. A lot of love for MJF's singing performance. Gabriel Caruso, I thought the dinner debonair was really lame. There it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, it was always going to split opinion. Yeah. Uh, big. I, Kotias, yes, the MJF Jericho was amazing. I love how AEW is able to mix comedy with wrestling. Company is amazing. P.S., I'm still sad Penta lost. Should have been okay. Pentagon, man. Nick Corvello, I truly believe with the debonair performance as well, MJF's other singing performances elsewhere, I didn't know that, that he truly is the chosen one to make wrestling mainstream again, and AEW need to push him to the moon. To the moon. Ah, uh, Peter Mullins, Robbie W. I think you mean Robbie Williams. Oh, Mister Davis, you basic buble bloke!
0: What hey is wrong now.
3: with the buble?
0: I mean, I was gonna. Say, I, I was trying to work out then if he was trying to say that, like, you know, buble is like
3: better than Williams. And let's be honest, Williams is better than buble. Check yourself at the karaoke bar next time you go. You will be singing a Robbie Williams song. Isaac Merriweather. MJF sung a bit better than Jericho. Jericho was kind of out of breath before the reprise, while MJF looked golden. Genius characters. Love it uh dynamite related noah fortner says this is my favorite
0: episode of dynamite ever just for one segment uh but you can guess which segment the Britt baker match <laughs> um, that was that was my editorial i see naomi token women's match make uh for a bad product would it be better not to have them at all uh, if they don't want to make it a focus what do you think at yeah, this that- point
3: they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Ring of Honor was a victim of this. They, they decided to have a women's division a couple of years ago because everyone else had one. And it's, it's stunk of low effort.
0: Mm-hmm. Pace Adorn, the end of the Matt Hardy's most recent blog seems to indicate the next Guevara match is going to be a cinematic match, which would be much safer. Oh, yes, I hope so. Although they'll, they'll find a way. Um, Peter Mullins, Mr. Davis, why is it never Pentagon? Also says six out of five melts a star dynamite Kingston. You're going to have to go to dark places to beat me Moxley. I live there. Absolute chills. Black Adam, it says a Canadian destroyer won a match instant five <laughs> out of five show. Also, Eddie promos are God tier when he gets right into them. God damn son. Hashtag the all authority. Alistair Gammon says debonair is a, you know, as a, what it means confident, stylish, and charming typically used for a man. All the men look debonair and handsome in white, uh, white tie and tails that they did Google is your friend Jobber JJ says all Omega needed was Mr. Davis vacuum solo
3: hashtag the real cleaner <laughs> I didn't think of that go over to Parts fun Known's latest Calling Spots episode to see the tomfoolery there <laughs> Jamie Lavin says I don't want to agree with lukewarm Luke Owen I jest but Eddie
0: Kingston has been uh, want- but I- has me wanting him to win 100% he is an amazing promo do you know what Jamie Get rowdy, mate. Get rowdy on that one. Sam Ward, Eddie, on commentary was great. He put himself over, Lucha Brothers over, and his feud with Moxley. Kingston was the highlight for me last night and the Lucha Brothers match. Pleasing to love. Yeah. James Hadley says, I've always said that wrestling is sports for theater nerds, and last night displayed that on a level I never thought was possible. Oh, James, that's wonderful. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Polly Pegasus. Kenny Omega had the easiest match of his career last night. Oh, Anton H. I love this. John Silver and Brody Lee is the tag team I need. Oh, yes. Uh, Ricky Bobby. I uh, have to say this about the Dark Order. I seriously view Dark Order as a dis- uh, dysfunctional family. They're close
3: to the perfect balance. Stu Grayson is underused. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like Eva Luno and Stu Grayson, the the original founders of Dark Order. Are the most background now. Uh, Nate S, Ollie, Nick
0: Jackson has the best hot tag in wrestling. John Silver, hold my chilies. <laughs> uh, Magnus Silva is like a mini Cesaro when he runs wild. That's a fire. great help. Yeah. yeah, Dan H, thirty-four minutes behind, but it's shown why it should have
3: been Pentagon. What a match! One of the best Dynamite matches so far. I, I, did, the the botch unfortunately took it down a bit for me, uh, but definitely top twenty. Leon, I love this, actually. Great little note. Cabana having the Dark
0: Order look after him in the post-match. Hangman didn't have anyone. Mm. Oh, mate. Layers upon layers. Like an onion, mate. Nick Corvello, also OMG, the Breaker of Arms returned. I was shocked the Pentagon brought that match, uh, that move back against his brother of all people.
3: Yeah, I didn't like that, actually. I think you saved the Arm Breaker for genuine Arm Break spots. I don't like it being used as a transitional move shower lurker did uh, did shower lurker film the
0: eddie kingston promo <laughs> <laughs> um private party member uh was up though uh private party member's shoulder was up though yeah isaiah cast uh, i think it was uh yeah isaiah cassidy that got pinned mm. and um they kind of rolled him back a little bit too much uh on the pin there Stu, the musical segment wasn't bad what i what i wanted or expected but i couldn't stop smiling throughout it anonymous come on omega get with the times you should be called the sanitizer these days That's good. I like that a lot. Invoke Dragon. I was talking to a friend during the Omega entrance. I wanted him to destroy Sunny Kiss. I lost it when he squashed him. Love the cleaner. Uh, Anthony Pride. MJF was once featured on either Rosie O'Donnell or the Ellen show when he was uh, younger. Yeah, it's a very famous YouTube clip that's been shown around. Like him and that and him being beaten up by Samoa Joe. Mm. Uh, Gabriel Caruso. uh, Yeah, it was Rosie
3: O'Donnell. He sang My Little Sunshine. Oh, I'm going to watch that after this. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hey, lads. With everything that's happening in Bullet Club with Jay White, can you see the cleaner leading them to AEW? We we are thinking about the promotions working together after all. Hashtag Wrestling Daily. Wrestling Daily is a daily wrestling uh, radio show on Wrestle 2 with Alex McCarthy. Thanks for watching, Bacon Rasher. Um, I d- no, I don't think that's the way they'd do the crossover. No. No. Uh, if, if they do a crossover, it'll be into promotional matches, not a storyline, I think. Stu, we used to think Meltzer's star ratings were out of five. Can we ever see a Dynamite show get a six out of five in your minute review? And what would it take? Uh, this plus more, I guess. <laughs> like this without all the silly, uh, the sort of Britt Baker main event stuff. Even Evan Buckley, God, I want to see Hangman oh. kick out of a one-winged angel at full gear. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine, mate? Oh, I didn't even think of that. (sighs) Nithin Prasad, does Jericho have one more world title run left in him? Yeah, I think so. 100%, yeah. The guy has shown that he can still go. Back to the previous one. You've got to wait for the fans to be back to do the kick out of the one-winged angel. Ricky Bobby, it amazes me how much bigger AEW's big men feel because of how rarely they cross paths. Hager, Wardlow, Brody, Luchasaurus, Archer, Cage. They seem huge. Yeah, they're big boys. It's where the it's big boys stay. Figure. Yeah, it's an action figure collection. Priyannash Sharma, imagine Hangman replacing Matt at full gear to help Nick against FTR Ooh. and have the tournament final with Kenny as well and lose both matches. Ooh, Great free. booking in the chat yeah. today. Great Lots booking. Really good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sam Mort, the treatment of Ali has been so bad in my opinion. So that's the funny. Yeah. Maybe it'll get better with, from now. Just back with the butcher and blade again. And Nick Corvello. One more super chat. Kylin King needs to be signed ASAP as she can work face and the women's division desperately needs faces. And oh my God, Kenny's face after his match. I'm so glad it's a meme now. So funny. <laughs> yeah, I uh, the the killing King thing, like I, I think AEW needs as much
0: talent as they can that they can sort of build around. Hey, Abaddon's back next week mm. after being off TV for what
3: feels like six months. Craig Kelly, how integral is camera work to wrestling in your opinion? I study TV production and I tend to pay more attention to this than most people I prefer prefer AEW's production over WWE's by a long shot There's no constant crash scenes. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, I I prefer New Japan's way they do matches uh, they film the most, but very important I I would agree Uh, Supreme, Mr. Davis, what show is Roman Reigns on? Oh, right. <laughs> Roman Reigns is on Smackdown. <laughs> Phil Dumas. Phil Dumas. Philip, not Lita Dumas here.
0: And hmm. new boy, Baby Spencer, thanks for the content. Moxley and Kingston, better or equal to Roman and Jay? Uh, then the Roman Jay stuff is probably sort of eking it out at the moment just because I think Roman's doing such killer work. Uh, but that could be my AW bias uh, showing through.
3: They're both great. Uh, yeah. sh- both shield as well. And congratulations on your
0: baby boy. Amazing, amazing stuff. Rangers Mayhem. Who's going to have a better I quit match? Roman and Jay and Helen Sel Moxley Kingston. I don't know at this point, man. Yeah, but both, both have been so great. Uh, hey, Dan's up in the chat. Says, for me, there's been a bit of trying week with the passing of Carsten Beck after suffering from brain cancer at the age of 33. A lad I went to school with. Life's too short. Everyone be nice online too. Absolutely, bloody Dan.
3: Love that message. Uh, Jobber JJ, uh, Jobber JTJ496. Between Calling Spots and Jericho MJF Musical, I almost died with laughter. I've become a new Patreon backer for Parts Fun Known. Bring on QuizzleMania. Thank you, Jobber JJ, JTJ. Uh, Charlie Davis, I usually only super chat in with my elite feelings, but I just wanted to thank you both for these reviews. Highlight of my Thursday. Oh, Thank you, he lovely comment section, and Charlie. Uh, aliens exist. I agree, a hundred percent. This was a five out of five show. The Zornis. What is a pilmanize angle? Thanks for five out of five. Finally, uh, putting someone's leg through the chairs and then sort of jumping off said uh, jumping off the ring post to stamp on that chair and and hurt the legs it's Called a pilmanizing. Uh, Peter Mullins admits, not going to lie, I nailed angels at karaoke last year. <laughs> You know, Flying Master, we, thank every, you. Everyone does. Everyone does. Thank you, Flying Master, for your da- donation with no message. And finally, The Hound 316. No more super chats, anyone. That's an end to them. Outside of Penta versus Phoenix, AEW was raw bad. The musical was terrible. Of If it was in WWE, people would crap all over it. I hate that argument so much because it's like, it,
0: uh, yeah, if you'd have done it with Roman and Jay, yeah, people would have crapped all over it. And if you'd done it with Elias, people would have loved it because, hey, that's Elias' character and it totally makes sense within the character. That's why people wouldn't have, like, that's why people wouldn't have crapped over it.
3: Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you, everybody, ever so much for joining us. Uh, but it's a go-home show because this Sunday at Helena Cell, lukewarm Lou Luke Cohen is defending his championship against the All Authority, representing the All Authority is Chopper Pequenell dressed as Nikki Bella because I lost the draft uh, fan vote, and Hello. we're also going to have Louis Dangor wrestling daily's Louis Dangor there, and hopefully Chopper can recruit him for for my little faction. So make sure to subscribe to Wrestle Talk, tune into our Helena in Cell live reactions this Sunday, and for our go home angle, Luke, how about? We have a steak dinner. A steak dinner, you say? A a debonair steak dinner. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Like the wall, paper sticks to the wall.
0: Like the seashore clings to the sea
3: i like you'll never get rid of your shadow You'll never get rid of me Let all the
0: others fight and fuss Whatever happens
3: We've got us
2: We're
3: close on pages that and stick in a book We're closer than Ripples to play in a brook Wherever you find him, you'll find me, just look We're closer than a miser or the Bloodhound's demise of me
0: We're closer than Smog is when it clings to LA We're closer than Barbie is to JFK not, Not a soul, soul can, can bust this team, team into. Two. We stick together, together like, glue. like glue, and when it's sleeping time, that's when we run. We start to swing. Swing to the skies. Our clocks don't chime. What a surprise! They, they ring.
3: Win. A, a ding, ding, ding ding.
0: Happy New Year! Yeah.
3: Now to repeat what I said at the start They
0: all need a large
3: crowbar to break us apart We're We're alone alone, but
4: far from blue Before Before we get get finished finished, we'll we'll make make the the town roar
3: We'll
0: We'll make all the late spots spots and and then then a few more. more We'll wind, we'll wind up, up at a jillies right after two-sure. Sure. Life is gonna be well wee, well we wee well we
4: for my shadow with me. me.
3: Say, Frank. What is it, Ollie? What do you, what do what you, do do you want baby? now? Mind and take it one more time. From the top? No, from the ending wonderful
4: and while, while we, are we are swinging, swinging to mention a few we'll, we'll drop, drop in, in at a danny's the little club little too but, but wind up the jillies whatever we, we do, do life is
0: gonna, gonna be we wee we well wow wow
4: for my shadow.
3: Shadow.
0: Please do continue to get your submissions in for your misheard lyrics. Support at wrestletalk.com. Give us an email. That's how emails work, isn't it? Support at wrestletalk.com is yeah. com at the end, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I it of course was. it is. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I feel like I've not done it in in so long, given someone my email address. But yes, is- you're right. It is, it is.com. Um so we are going to go through some more of those on next Monday's Raw. Uh, we're still working out some of the technical issues to make sure that you get the best possible audio experience so you're not listening to Ollie playing a Spotify clip through his laptop speakers to get, get picked up by
3: his microphone. But I, I bet they didn't even notice, Luke. I bet <laughs> they hear that and then I go, what are you telling me that was done on the spot out of... The, the speakers into a microphone. No, no, that's what amateurs would do. That's what kids would do in there. I, I used to record my favorite songs off the radio onto a cassette and I would make did my your, own mixtape. Did your cassette player not have record functionality on the actual
0: cassette player itself?
3: No, I don't think. My, oh. Not my one upstairs. Wow. So I would bring, I would bring my my one downstairs and record it off of my parents' better speakers, mm-hmm. yeah. But, or maybe it did, and I was just dumb, and I was too dumb to realize that. That that's a very good workaround. So yeah, my stereo I had when I was a
0: kid did have like the record feature. I could I could record to blank tapes. It didn't. I it wouldn't pick up like if you were to play audio against the speaker, it wouldn't pick that up. Um, one of my old uh, stereos did though, but the first big stereo I had that my parents gave me, their old one, had two tape decks. A CD player and a vinyl player on top. You hipster. Yeah, right.
3: Was this that like the old main... family one?
0: Yeah, it was like our old yeah. family one. It was like the first the hi fi my parents got mm. that they then handed down to me. It was a chunky old boy, as well as you can imagine. It was
3: huge. Um,
0: imagine, I'm,
3: I'm imagining, uh... oh, god damn it, I've forgotten his name now. Torrey Islands. Ah. Oh, Jeff Cobb! I'm imagining Jeff Cobb in radio ah. hi-fi form with That's wood paneling. That's exactly panelling. what it
0: is. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, there was no wood paneling on it though. It was sleek, sexy, and black. But mm. it was just—it was tall and chunky. The Keith Lee, then. It, it was tall and it was chunky, is what it was. It sat underneath my um my desk. It was a big old boy. Used to go down to um the local library and you would you could rent out CDs from mm-hmm. there like along with books so you'd get those take those home put it into the CD player and then tape it to cassette
3: Christ alive this sounds <laughs> this sounds old you know like yeah. i i also am familiar with renting CDs from a library and then bootlegging them but i wouldn't mm-hmm. say that's but that, that's not me listeners i was i, I would straight i was streaming i was always streaming <laughs> never did this i'm hip i'm young <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, I'm relevant. No, I'm like Cardi B. Listening <laughs> to that WAP.
0: No, I'm old as F, and, uh, and I don't did this. My my favorite though was to go get like storybook ones, like Just William or uh, The Worst Witch, uh,
3: and record those to cassette because those were very good to fall asleep to. Mm, your favorite thing size. as a child was copyright theft. Yes, which oh, absolutely. puts you in good stead for the way we produce our wrestle talk content on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Those yeah. Images. <laughs>
0: i mean my first uh, entrepreneurial was when i was a um, uh, I was about 14 maybe 13 14 and uh, i would steal um, nudie mags from my local news agent while doing my paper rounds so you wow. know you go in go in like at sort of half past 5 in the morning to start your paper rounds i was used to do my paper rounds six days a week and uh, go down there and 5 half past 5 person running the shop would then go to the back stand up take a few of them off the shelf put those into your bag along with the newspapers and then sell them on
3: at school dear god did you did you sell it by the page or, oh, I, or was it the whole issue
0: No, it was it was 250 for
3: a magazine
0: or a fiver if it came with a vhs
3: did you uh did did you as the businessman sample the products we like <laughs> well, that's that's five for distribution one for teenage Luke. Uh,
0: if I've he- I've heard this term used in movies, so I'm sure it applies to real life. You never get
3: high off your own supply. Because I would you just do it. It's yeah, it's no. sent into coke ravage porn addiction. Exactly. So Any I titles? didn't do that. Any titles that cut that stick out in your memory of the jazz um... mags? <laughs> jazz mags. When the jazz mags oh testifies. That's what my dad's uh, friend used to call them. Are you You going out getting some of those jazz mags. Are oh, you was like, shut up, Martin. <laughs> jazz mags. <laughs> <weird. laughs> I think it's Cockney. I don't know what
0: part of Cockney, though. No, no. Oh, I used to hear jazz mags as well. Like, you found a jazz mag up at the woods. That was where you used to find them. Before I started my entrepreneurial um, mm. empire, which, mm. I, I'll be honest, lasted approximately three weeks before I got caught. Uh, and then Ooh. i
3: had to yeah he just caught me doing it and I what was stop. the punishment that caught you masturbating no, no
0: no just just caught me stealing the mags and then uh, I, I basically just laid low for a little while just go in to get my newspapers get on out you know just play by the rules uh, oh, for a little so bit embarrassing but then after a while i just picked it back up again just uh just go in there uh, yeah so like uh, score was i believe was was one of them was called that's a football
3: magazine No, no, no. it was like it was like the the score group or something. Gel talk. um, What else? (laughs) Star Trek: The Complete Collection.
0: (laughs) Build your own train sets. Treasures of the Earth.
3: (laughs) Money of the world. Body Works. Sonic the Comic. Some of those could
0: be (laughs) good housekeeping. Um, Yeah,
3: voluptuous. I think was one of the other ones. Just voluptuous. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it was just called. It was called Voluptuous. That sounds like it's more for your highbrow jazz mag reader. Uh, oh, I mean, word. it might have been. <laughs> it is. To
0: us. Um God, there was a couple of others, but I cannot remember. I don't think I got things. Like, like, I last shopped in stock like Playboy or Mayfair or anything. That was like, you know, super high end. It was all like pretty much low rent stuff, you know. Your mum next door,
3: or whatever it was called. (laughs) Um, Esther? What was she doing
0: (laughs) on that? Oh, you mean
3: generic mum, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, that was was my first uh, entrepreneurship. And then, uh, when I was a bit older, I was about 16, discovered that I could record my DVDs to VHSs because I just hooked the two things together. So I would just bootleg DVDs onto VHS and sell them on Early Doors eBay.
3: What was the down regulation like? Because DVD oh, well, is all about regulation. the picture quality, the laser disc. I, do you
0: know what it was I I mean I didn't get many complaints because I was always very upfront with what I did. The uh, I mean the the
3: biggest, I mean obviously. I I'm am a 14 year old boy. I'm literally <laughs> recording DVDs onto my video player. Do you want one for money? Do you want one for a fiver? <laughs> and uh, and people did, you know. I saw Jackass the movie quite a few times. Um
0: what was, was the like, highest well, seller? Oh, Jack has the movie because that was the oh. one that I bootlegged the most. Uh, so that was always my big seller. But like I was, this was back in the day as well. I don't know if this is still the case with eBay, but you had to be over 18 to have a profile. And I wasn't, I, I was um, 16. So I put my brother's birthday in as my date of birth. Because, Let's add fraud to the list of felonies then. Uh, that was my thinking. I put down my brother's birthday because I was like, if anyone ever asks me, I know what it is. Like I could just say that one rather than just make up a random date and then forget about it. I, uh, yeah, I did. That. I remember once there was a kid at my school who got caught smoking um, and someone asked him, "He's like, uh, you know, how old are you? And this was in like 1997. So he'd have been about 12, I think. And, you know, someone asked him, it's like, oh, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 16. And he's like, OK, what's your birthday? And then you have to do really quick maths. And he's like, "Ah," oh, and, he, and he failed. And that's how he got proper court out for you're too young to smoke you. Yeah.
3: Our, uh, the people around our way, they started, you know, when when we would get into the same pubs, which was really lax back then. I was oh, going yeah. to the the local boozer next to our school <laughs> from late fourteen fifteen. 15. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we could just, they knew, they knew. But then there was like, you, you go through these bursts of, sort of mock enforcing and they'd ask us how old are you guys we're not writing and then they go all <laughs> right well, when's your birthday and we would just say you know my but would say our legit birthday but add on the correct number of years and mm-hmm. they get they'll write that and then a few times on they'd say what's your star sign Oh wrong with us? even though it's we're using the same, the same month, I yes, say, be the exact same star song, we right? just crapped our pants out of fear, and a, a couple of guys got it wrong, but it was just to make us scared. They would then continue <laughs> to illegally service fifteen-year-olds uh, pints uh, of boxes. It was a
0: different time, wasn't it's it? All in
3: good fun. It's all in it was- good
0: fun it was just a different different time mm. but that is what we've got time for on this oh, edition yeah. of the podcast we've got to go to our live show now thank you all so much for listening um pete and randy will be back on saturday with the smackdown review by AEW bias runs wild still and i'll be doing the magazine <laughs> show with denise tomorrow morning take care everyone i love you <laughs>